0: So there's a lot of excitement these days about going back to the moon. And some people are arguing that we need to do this because going to the moon is actually a crucial step to getting to our ultimate destination, the red planet. But we wanted to know, is that true? Like, do we really need to go back to the moon if we actually want to get to Mars? To find out, we called up Nicole Zellner, a professor of physics at Albion College in Michigan. And Nicole is very excited about going to the red planet.
1: (laughs) Well, humans have explored for all of humanity. And Mars is intriguing um, as just the next step in, in human exploration.
0: Now, technically speaking, you don't have to go to the moon to go to Mars. We can fly direct. In fact, that's what Elon Musk is planning to do with SpaceX. Forget the moon entirely and just go straight to the red planet. But Nicole says that doesn't mean the moon is useless here. So just last year, NASA released this big report about their plans for the moon. And it actually does have to do with Mars, but not to use it as a launch pad. Their idea is to use it as a training ground for Mars. Which Nicole says makes a lot of sense.
1: You're not going to climb Mount Everest on a whim, right? You're going to climb somewhere in the Catskills first, and then you're going to to work your way up um, into higher and higher elevations. You're, you're going to train for that Mount Everest trip. And you can think about Mars being the Mount Everest for now, this is because Mars is so
0: much further away than the moon. It takes just a few days to get to the moon, but at least six months to get to Mars. If you forget your wrench there, there's no
1: Amazon Prime. Producer Meryl Horn talked to Nicole about it. You're not just going to go there without any practice. That That's... It's like a recipe for a disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I was going to say it's a fool's errand. I mean, it's it's you just don't go somewhere without practicing it first. I mean, that's common sense.
0: And NASA's plan here is actually pretty fun when you look at the details. So over the next decade, they want to put a live-in Land Rover, basically a souped-up RV on the moon, where a crew of four people would live in it and make these trips like, months-long trips exploring the lunar surface and learning how to deal with the tough conditions that come with being on a whole new space rock. Like, one thing they're going to have to deal with is moon dust. It's like tiny bits of corrosive glass, and it was a huge pain in the ass for the Apollo astronauts. Nicole told us some of the things they said about it.
1: When I took my helmet off, I was almost blinded. Junk immediately got into my eyes. The dust really bothered my eyes and throat. I was tasting it and eating it. So when you're in an environment where you can't even go outside without putting a spacesuit on, and then you come back inside, you've got dust everywhere, you've got to figure out how to, how to deal with that.
0: And another thing that they'll be dealing with is drinking water. At first, our moonstronauts will get their water from a spacecraft orbiting the moon, kind of like the International Space Station. But it's hoped that these pioneers will ultimately find good water sources on the moon that they could drink and then start to fend for themselves. And eventually, the vision is that if we do find enough water on the moon, maybe we'd use it not just for drinking water, but for something else. As fuel. To power rocket ships that would venture out into the solar system. And this isn't totally bonkers. You know, water, even on the moon, is just hydrogen
1: and oxygen. And the fuel that we usually use for rockets now is hydrogen. And we can split apart those water molecules into hydrogen and oxygen. And then that hydrogen can be used as a rocket fuel. Oh, do we have all the science for that yet? We do. Yep, we, we know how to do this.
0: Plus, having a gas station on the moon would be an added bonus, because it would be easier for rockets to take off from around there, because they could sidestep Earth's strong gravity. Okay, so it makes sense that you'd want to figure out the nuts and bolts of living on the moon before you live on Mars. But maybe you're not sold on that. Well, it turns out there's other reasons that we might want to go back to the moon. One, that involves solving one of the greatest mysteries of the universe, like how we came to exist. To find out about that, you've got to head to our main feed. It's over on Science Versus. So just search for Science VS on Spotify. You can do it now. And then click on our episode about the moon to find out why we're really going back. If you like space stories, then you should check out some of our other episodes that are out of this world. Like, we recently looked at how to stop a killer asteroid. It's one of my favorite apps. Go check it out. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.